What's up, Ty? What's up? What's up with you? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Nothing new. Yeah, nothing just same new. old, same old. Nothing exciting. Just life. Life is, you know, pretty boring right you've now. You've got, you've got like, I don't know. What's up? Your eyes. There's like, oh, it's my like puffy, puffy, little puffy eyes. You all right? <laughs> Might be the two hours of sleep I got last night or the one the night before the two the night Did before. you get rid that. of your sleep number? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We're, but well, yeah, by the way, this would be the greatest sleep number ad ever today here in a minute, but. Yeah, no, we uh, we had our third boy. Thankfully, everything uh, everything went great. I mean, awesome, it's as, as perfect as you could go. Uh, C-section went well. Um, they were amazing. I mean, that was our first experience like that. And doctors yeah. were awesome. Nurses were awesome. Uh, yeah, healthy baby boy. Um, and mama's doing great. Awesome. And, boys, know, boys are just chaos still. Yeah, though. yeah. Two older yeah. boys, and and the middle one. Is, By older though, we're talking we're talking six and three. Six and three. Yep. Six and three. So six year old like like Gia was. What was Gia? Gia was five when the twins were born. Yeah, but she's um, like twelve. Totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Um, but. Yeah, Luca. So my our second when the twins were born, that was something. How old was he? Uh, three. Okay. So he was. It, it, it's when you're at that age, it's like they're both babies. Yeah. Like it's still oh, yeah. it's still a lot. Like whether they're potty trained or not, like it's still just and they don't know how they want to be involved. Like they're yeah. old enough to recognize, like, hey, I want to like hold and love on them, but like, um, the second that I'm tired of you, I'll just drop you like a <laughs> like a toy. <laughs> So it's just like I get it, dude. It's yeah. chaos. you described it perfectly. Our our three year old is obsessed. Yeah, with his baby brother. Yeah, and I mean he's too helpful. He wants to hold him. He wants to feed him. He wants to. Yeah, he wants to do everything. It's great. Yeah. And it, yeah. Obviously, it's it's awesome seeing you know how much he loves him. But at the same time, it's like and you know obviously Whitney's <laughs> recovering too. So yeah. she's sitting there holding baby and she's having to like stiff arm a three year old yes. while he's wanting to yes. get involved. So but no from the standpoint of the baby though he's he's great. I mean awesome at least so far. And all yeah. babies are pretty easy at first. You know they just yeah. sleep and eat. Yeah. Um but other than the you know up every night up every two hours in yeah. the night, you know, it's it's been good. So um and, and shout out to I was gonna say this and and you remember this and everybody's had kids or any experience at a hospital, I'll, I mean, shout out to the nurses. Heck yeah. Who are like the offensive linemen of, yeah. you know, a football team. Like no credit, uh-uh. no love, but yeah. there is zero chance a, a hospital could operate without them. No, because the mean, doc literally goes in, they're in there, they like pop in like, okay, we're ready. And then it's, okay, I'm in there for, you know, the hour procedure mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I'm out. Yeah. And then I come check on you once, check but on the nurses once. are ev- yes. there the Around entire the time. Yeah. Yep. And the doctor was great too, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but the nurses were unbelievable at yeah. this hospital and, you know, so helpful. And the anesthesiologist, y'all, y'all did C-sections, yeah. right? So anesthesiologist for the first two, it was just come in, give her the stuff and he's Epidural, out. She's yeah, out. Gone. Yeah. This one was with us the whole time. I don't, I'm assuming that's yep. how y'all had it too. Yep. She was taking pictures for us. She was talking through the whole thing, keeping us, you know, calm. Dang. She was unbelievable. Dang. I mean, she was out outstanding. So Dang. shout out to her as well. Um, yeah, she, she, cause I'm that's sitting great. there like, you know, with Whitney and, and I didn't really want to watch. I didn't know how I felt, felt. And so this, this, I mean, we've got 300 pictures probably on our phone. No way. She just sit there just like, basically you can't film, but she basically. So, the whole I thing. mean, of like, Oh, everything. Your like, wife's like one, lower intestine. We're looking, we were looking through the pictures last night and there's one just ripping the baby out. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Which if you've never seen it. Oh, they're not they gentle. They are brutal with those Bro, babies. they are not they're gentle. Like, they're like throwing around, slapping his stomach and dude, it's a rough process. Wow. It's no wonder the, the woman is sore for a week because they are, they are not gentle at all. No. Because <laughs> you don't feel pain. No. So they're just, none, yeah. just, anyway. So, but yeah, no, I, I was very grateful for the nurses and, and just really People that work odd hours yeah. and do the jobs, not not necessarily nurses, but you know the, the cleaning staff yeah. that are coming in and people that are working overnight. Like there are so many jobs that get overlooked on yeah. a day to day basis that society cannot function no. without these people. Right. There's people willing and able to do these jobs yeah. that just are horrible. Yeah, and yet they're so important. Yeah, it's so funny because right, our expectations for everything to be perfect are at an all time mm-hmm. high. Right. But yet we have a smaller and smaller population willing to execute to yeah. make sure everything yeah. is perfect. You know, talking about humility, think about the hum. Now I get it, life circumstances, sometimes you don't have a choice. You just yeah. have the job that you have because yeah. there's no other choice. But yeah. still, that you show up yeah. 
you do your job well yeah. when there is no credit, no glory, you're up all hours of the night. I mean, it, it really is. It was a great perspective. You know, obviously yeah. the perspective of having a child, another yeah. child, and what's important, what's not, what you worry about, all that. Yeah. But then also seeing just the people coming in and out. And it's just yeah. like how many people are involved in making this work. <sighs> and it was just, I mean, it was just a really cool, a really cool reminder. Yeah. Of, of how good. Now, I'm, we're going to have a couple articles that I'm going to read today that are reminders of, that America is going in the wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> that we're screwed. Can't wait. But but this hospital stay was a good reminder. Yes. We've still got some good things. There's, some, there's there. some good things going on out there. <laughs> so, anyway, and I teased it, but seriously, I'm not just saying this. The sleep number bed the last three nights has been <sighs> vital. Been actually in it. Yes. And actually, it's like. Because when I'm actually getting sleep, it's high quality sleep. Yeah. And uh, and it's and Whitney, my wife, is able to kind of do the bed propped up, Dude. feeding thing. I mean, it's so different. I can't imagine that. Like, yeah. I wish that we had that because okay, you sleep, find your comfortable position, whatever that is. But then okay, hey, it's time to feed. Boom. Yeah. Bed goes up, feet go up, elevated because you know again after surgery like that, like there's a lot of recovery and there's certain positions that are comfortable or not, but you can find that yep. on the bed. Yeah. So, and it's that, you know, when you lay down, we talked about this before the sensor that, yeah. that deflates a little bit to your, to your setting. Yep. Oh my gosh. When yep. I'm sitting there after I've just changed the diaper, he's screaming, finally calmed down. I'm just laying there. And then that little, tss, yep. that little like sound in the there. bed. Yeah. And then I'm just out yep. two seconds after that. Yep. So anyway, yep. shout out to sleep number two for they're amazing. This, this experience has been way better than the previous because literally because of the mattress. In yep. the bed. Yep. So anyway, go get yourself a sleep number bed if you already have one uh already so yeah that's uh that's what's up with me anything anything new with y'all not that i care but anything new in y'all's world yeah no thanks for asking <laughs> check that box let's move on to the next thing that really <laughs> how, to, how to win friends and influence people ask tyler about how he's doing <laughs> <laughs> okay don't listen to the answer plan what the next comment is going to be <laughs> okay you done all right let's okay, move cool. on <laughs> no but really though how's nah, everything's good man everything's yeah. great yeah we uh we did a little family no new babies for y'all either no new babies. No, no, no new babies. Uh, we we were in. We went out of town. You were in Broken Bow, right? Broken Bow, yeah. yeah. So my family, um, yeah, my brother and my sister, their family, and my parents. We went up there and stayed a little That's cabin. Awesome. It was great. It was a great little getaway. Did you stop at uh, Choctaw on your way up? I drove by it a couple yep. times. Pointed it out every oh, yeah. single time. They're oh, yeah. building a new one up there. Did you see? Did you hear in about Broken that? Bow? Yeah. So they're building one closer to the lake because they've had one that's been there for a while and. Uh-huh. They're blowing this next one out. It's going to yeah. be awesome. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, really it's Choctaw Nation up there, right? Mm-hmm. So that's all part of They're their everywhere. All, all part of their land. But um, it's, man, it, it's going to be next level. Next level. I, I want to say maybe next year it'll be open. Yeah. Yeah, Broken Bow is a hidden gem. Dude. It's Oklahoma. Yeah. You think there's no way this place is cool. We went for the first time Never over Christmas. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. You, you feel like you're in, like, the mountains because yeah. it's all pines and you got, you know, change of elevation. But really, I think above sea level, you're like 900 yeah. something feet, so it's not even up high. Um, but it's man, it's just it's great, and the town is growing really fast. There's like cool new things coming in, and yeah, it was it was my first time there, and I really oh, it was your yeah, first time, yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Everybody says go in the summer because of the lake out there, yeah. and it's, we, it's just awesome. We took the kids down to the lake because they were like, we gotta swim, we gotta swim. I was like, okay. I'll swim. <laughs> so first of all, we're driving in and. Because there's just been a lot of water recently, mm-hmm. right? The lake's super high, so driving into one of the, the like recreation areas, the lake was actually above the road, so the road was covered probably in you know eight to ten inches of water or whatever. Which I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This is yeah. super fun. Well, we're we're pulling in, and sure enough, like snake swims across like on the road, <laughs> and uh, and Tiffany who doesn't do snakes. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, oh, no, hell no, no chance. Turn around, go yeah. back to Dallas. No, 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 kids are like, no, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go. So anyways, I was not about to get in because yeah. it was freezing, but right. summer, summertime, I can imagine that being awesome. But It's I bet, a beautiful lake. Well, too. yeah, if you're not getting the water, but the weather was oh, awesome. Dude, there. it was amazing. It was like mid, mid-low 70s, oh, that's great. breeze. We did, see, I'm doing 75 hard, so I was like hike in the morning, hike, in mm-hmm. the ni- hike at night. Mm-hmm. The whole crew went, like the kids were all super jacked, just – Anything. Here's a hint. If you ever want your kids to like go for a walk, do it a little bit later and give them a flashlight. They'll be all about it. They think it's the coolest thing on the planet. If you just if they have their own flashlight, that's a good hack. That's yeah. a really good hack. And the great thing is, if you live here in Dallas, it's a three hour drive. I mean, it's uh, not far. Just under yeah, just yeah. under three hours. It was it's not easy. far at all. It was and easy. you can stop at Choctaw on your way. Yeah, and or, on your way or, home. Yeah, you can you can go the Durant way. Or you yeah. can go the other way. Whether you're stopping Durant or Broken Bow, you got yeah. a casino for both. Yeah, it's great. So yeah. anyway, that's awesome. Yep. Well, glad y'all had a good time. Uh, 
speaking of not a good time, I'm officially uh, I've officially lost my optimism for this country. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, we're we're headed to the shitter. I say really like I'm surprised. I'm surprised it's taking you this long, man. <laughs> you just lost it now, huh? Any shred of optimism we had, I think, is going to be crushed today. Uh, and today's right. uh, we got a couple of articles that that popped up over over the weekend, both from Washington. Uh, wait, what is it? The Wall Street Journal, yeah, and the Washington Post. It's, it's always the the liberal media, are always the negative ones. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. No, I'm sure the conservative ones suck too. But uh, yeah, so Washington or Washington Wall Street Journal article uh, just came out uh, last week. America pulls back from values that once defined it. WSJ NORC poll finds. Do you see this? Hear about no. this? You're removed from social media, so maybe you didn't. Yeah. But. yeah. So here's from the article. Patriotism, religious faith, having children, and other priorities that help define the national character for generations are receding in importance to Americans. A new Wall Street Journal NORC poll finds. Is that surprising at all? No, not at all. First sentence? No? Not at all. Here's some numbers. 38% of respondents said patriotism was very important to them. 39% said religion was very important. For context, in 1998, 70% of people said that patriotism was very important, and 62% said religion. So 1998, we went from 70 to 38, and 62 to 39 in terms of patriotism and religion's religious importance. 58% said that having children, so how you keep a society going forward, <laughs> 58% said having children, involvement in their community, hard work, and tolerance for others are very important. This is down from 80% just four years ago. So four years ago, 80% of people said that having children, involvement in the community, hard work, and tolerance for others were important to them. We're now just over half the, half the people polled. That's staggering. 48% are just, a, no, I'm not even going to say 42%. Oh, sorry, 42%. Yeah. 58. 58, sorry. Yeah, 58% of people said is very important. Uh, younger Americans, this is where it gets even scarier. Younger Americans in particular place low importance on these values, many of which were central to the lives of their parents. 23% of adults under age 30 said patriotism was very important to them personally. 30. 23%. Compared to 59% of seniors ages 65 and older. 31% of younger respondents said that religion was very important to them compared to 55% of seniors. And only 23% of adults under age 30 said having children was important to them. 23%. And then they, they interviewed a couple of people, but this one stuck out to me. It says, to Janet Boyer a former Pentecostal minister who lives in Cumberland Township in southeastern Pennsylvania's coal country, says uh, patriotism has taken on a political sheen and is no longer important to her. Quote, for me, patriotism has turned into a right-wing nationalism, said Miss Boyer, who backed President Biden in 2020. Thoughts, comments, yeah, reaction dude. to those numbers? I know you, you got a call here, but... Hey, you may want to postpone that <laughs> <Yeah>. thing. <laughs> Actually, the call was uh, moved to a different time, so we're okay. good. You, you, right. you got all the time in the world right. to, to rant on that. <laughs> um, all right. Where so do you want to start? Let's yeah. Let's, let's start with patriotism. Patriotism. I, I okay, want to get your you. opinion on that because, actually, I don't see that one as big of a deal. But I'll let you go first. Uh, I I see it as a huge deal. Okay, and you can convince me. By the way, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm very swayable. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that that we are lucky enough to enjoy in the United States is security. We feel safe because we don't feel like there's a legitimate threat outside of the United States, mm -hmm. right? We feel like, okay, hey, look, no one's dumb enough. No one's dumb enough to attack us, right? Why do we feel that way? Is because we, at least for now, still by far have the most sophisticated, complex, largest, and most accomplished military in the world, okay? That's currently. Uh, but now, when you, when you say, look, patriotism is not important, so now what you're saying is that 20-something percent of adults under 30. 23%. 23 adults percent. Under 30. Adults under 30 think patriotism is important. So what that means now is the 23% are the only ones that are going to even really probably consider serving in the military. 
So that's uh, now you only get a portion of that that actually go and actually serve. I'm not saying 23% are going to serve in the military. I'm going to say like maybe 5% of those people. Yeah, I wonder what, what percentage of people. Uh, I wonder what percentage serve of people in the military. Yeah, the military. I, and I don't have that number. So we got be, 300 something million it. Americans. I wonder what percentage serve. Yeah. I mean, that's probably a, it's a very low. I'm Google. sure, but yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's just say one percent of that. Mm-hmm. So again, that is a very, very, very decreased number than historically of of the population that is open to actually supporting our military. So okay, you want to you want to live this great life and you want to receive all the benefits of it, but you don't want to actually contribute to it. Right. And to me, it starts with patriotism, and whether okay. it's whether it's actually going and serving. But just supporting it is just as important and supporting our veterans and being grateful to because if now you a majority of the population is going to ostracize you for serving in the military because that's where it's kind of gone. Like mm-hmm. it really has gone is like, oh, you're a right wing nationalist because you serve in the military. How could you serve a country that is X, Y, and Z, whatever your you know, your stance is? So now it's like a po- like politics. We miss out on a ton, a ton of qualified leaders, and we talk about this, a ton of qualified leaders in our population because they don't want to even get in the mess of what politics are. Yeah. Because, because one is just the nightmare that, that comes with serving in a public office and what it does to your family, right? What it does uh, opening yourself up to attacks and you know criticism and what it does to your family and all those things. Previously, the importance of patriotism could get you over that and actually encourage good leaders who can do really good in our communities to go serve in political positions or in public offices to make our country, our cities, our counties, states better. Now it's like, ah, forget that. Like yeah. I'm an injured, I'm my own country, I'm my own brand. And that's what's that's what's happened is because we there's such an emphasis on self and there's so much emphasis on it's only important on what you do what yeah. your brand is don't serve anybody else don't you know don't sacrifice anything for anybody else if you're going to sacrifice it better only be for yourself for the benefit yeah. of yourself and that to me is so backwards from what this country was built on and what it has been for you know two centuries yeah and yeah. so again, I, it just it scares me. It really, really scares me when being a patriot is now closer to being a terrorist mm-hmm. than it is being what it really is and supporting and being proud of your yeah. own country. Yeah. No, uh, I'm imagining the seventy plus percent of people that it's not important to them of these young people. Yeah. The first thing you think of when you think of patriotism in 2023 mm-hmm. is. Redneck, yeah, cut off sleeves, yep. jean shorts, yep, Trump MAGA, mm-hmm. right? That's what you think about. Yep, when you think of you think of the most extreme right wing individual. That's what you think about when you think of patriotism. And so that's why I'm glad we had this conversation because my narrow view of patriotism mm-hmm. has been clouded by that stereotype and thinking. You know, it, I guess maybe it doesn't matter to me if if we just think the America's the greatest country in the world and you know, love, you know, and there's no other country like us. And I don't know how much that is important, but I do totally agree with you that that mentality of this is a great country. It's worth fighting for from a military perspective. Absolutely. That's this is a, this is a concern because if you're not loyal to a nation, what's to say you're going to go give the ultimate sacrifice. And sacrifice your career, your time, your energy, your effort to go serve in the military. Yeah, and here's the thing: is that like we are a country divided, and the one thing that unites everybody that lives in this country that has citizen citizenship in this country is the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Being a, being proud that we are all on the same team, right? And now that is being removed, and mm-hmm. that is being demonized because, yeah, being a patriot, like you said, is being a redneck, being mm-hmm. ignorant, mm-hmm. being you know living with your head under a rock, and you don't care, and you're you know x whatever else you know negative adjectives or, or or nouns that you can throw at someone is that's the one thing that actually brings us all together. Yeah, like think about, and I always think about like you know back when I was in high school, and probably different 
today anyways but like how proud were you of your high school and team like i still my wife went to the crosstown rival high school mm -hmm. and we still bicker back oh and yeah forth. you still make jokes about right it. Yeah. you still do we yeah. still we still joke about that but like i just think of like the community the camaraderie like what we would do for each other back then like i just wish we saw more of that within yeah. the country and and again Wanting everybody being proud of the country that we live in and pay taxes to, yeah. being proud of that, why is that bad? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, are things broken? For sure. But guess what? If anybody, if anybody is pointing at our country and saying, no, 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 like, this is, this is not how it should be. Everything should be perfect. Like, you are an ignorant hypocrite because look at all the broken, sorry, I'm getting fired up now. Look at all the broken ass shit that you do in your life. You think you're perfect? You think if you could run this country, you could do a better job? Well, then if you can, then step up and go surf. But like, I'm tired of like everybody pointing the finger and this country's broken and country's this. Like, yeah, yeah, because nobody's willing to step up, me included. Yeah. I'm in that. I'm in that community. And so, I, I'm, 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 I, it, it really, really upsets me when because you have an American flag on a T-shirt or a hat or hanging at your house or a bumper sticker on your car that you now are automatically labeled as racist or right-wing nationalist or like the the garbage that comes out of some of these politicians mouths the garbage that comes out of like and both sides i'm not saying one side or the other the garbage that comes out of their mouths is divisive and all it is doing is tearing us up like it will be lucky if we have another 50 years as a country as a country mm. because what do you think china is doing like okay Look at what China has done with TikTok. And yeah, there's all these like, uh, you know, uh, proposals. I said proposals. Um, trying to ban it. Yeah, all these yeah. bills in trying to ban it, right? And it's like, oh, okay, that's great. China has absolutely infiltrated our culture and our country and messed with our minds. Mm -hmm. Like, why do you think in four years, what TikTok has been in the U.S. for how long now? Uh, About that ish, yeah. Yeah, right? Not very long, yeah. Look at the drop in numbers and patriotism. Because again, it's it's pushing just nonsense. It's pushing individualism. It's pushing in all these things that that cause a country, that cause a a um, an or, let's just call it an organization to deteriorate from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And so, pointing out and not being proud of the place that you're from and that you live, and that you know has built roads, has built infrastructure, has has done all these things for you. And to live so comfortably has protected you mm -hmm. from outside forces. But no, 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 no. We can't be proud that we're a part of that. Yeah. It's yeah. Your minds are malleable, right? They, they get influenced pretty easily. Um, and I think I'm not pride, worried about the, I'm, yeah, the kids, whatever that's future problems. I'm worried about, well, like, I mean, you're younger, the, younger than 30, the, degra the degrading yeah. Yeah. of adult minds. Right. And that's what I'm referring to is, is the, the, the 23% they talked about or the other 70%. I think pride, when you think of pride, you it, it, it's, the connotation is that it's perfect. And that I'm proud because this is the greatest country in the world. It's perfect. That's not the implication. Uh -oh. Just because something's not perfect doesn't mean you can't be proud in it. Right. And so I'm totally with you. Yes, we're proud to be Americans. We're proud to live here. We're proud for the opportunities that we have. Doesn't yeah. mean everything's perfect. Doesn't mean that there's not things to work on. Yeah. But we can still be proud of where we are and where we're from. 100%. And there's 40 million people every year that want to make this their home. That's right. That are still immigrating because of that promise yeah. and that pride that we have here that we are losing. The, the, the statistics are showing it. And you talk about the China thing. In our business, we're seeing it. Um, they are starting to move into Mexico and set up operations, manufacturing, different things like that, and starting to use Mexican workers. Yeah. Uh, there's There's ports being set up in the Bahamas. There's... So you're talking about taking over. Absolutely, mm -hmm. that's what mm -hmm. they're doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for all their faults, all their, you know, what, what they, they, they're making moves that are absolutely the whole, you know, going away from the U.S. dollar thing. I don't know if you saw that over the weekend. Um, China, Russia, all, and I'm not going to speak as if I'm an expert, but talking about banding together and doing away with the U.S. dollar, which who knows what that would do to us. I mean, look, you don't have to be – a political science major you don't have to be you don't have to watch the news all the time you don't have to be this expert in like world economics and yeah. like 
basic. Look at what is going on. Look at what is going on outside of our country and look at the, and again, obviously China and Russia are at the forefront, but like there's more, there's more countries that are a part of this. Mm -hmm. And like, you can't tell me that something isn't on the near horizon. I mean, it's scary. Yeah, it's scary. And you know, what's going to happen is our military forces are going to be a fraction of what they were 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And we're going to look to them and we're going to say, well, well, how come we didn't, how, how can we not stop this? Or how, how do we not, you wonder why Yeah, we got a bunch of selfish, like self-centered individuals out there mm -hmm. that could care less. They want all the benefits of living in the U.S. They want all the great things that come with it. Yes. Are there problems? We can say it until we're red in the face. Of course there are. That's because people are in charge. There's always going to be problems. Right. But like you want to, you want all the benefits, but you don't want to put in any of the work. Yeah. But that's that's a reflection of us across the board. Not just serving the military. Not just serving all these things. It's across the board. That's how we are with our families. Like yeah. I want all the benefits of this, but I don't want to do anything. Yeah, yeah military recruitment down at all Dude. time levels. Yeah, yeah. So no, the the way you defined it and laid it out, absolutely. You you. You're, you're, I'm 100% agree with you yeah. on why it's such a big problem. Yeah. Uh, religious beliefs. Yeah. We don't have to spend a whole lot cause we've done all this in the past. We're going to do this in yeah. the future. Yep. Uh, but you know, the, obviously we, we talked about this before religious values mm -hmm. on the decline, mm -hmm. um, and why that's could, could lead to potential issues. And again, it's more about just the North star that you have Yeah. and, and having a cause bigger than yourself, knowing life's not all about you. Mm -hmm. Right. Just that whole mentality of, you know, self-centeredness. Yeah, that's where I see this leading as an issue. Um, yeah, I think. Hold just, yeah, just real quick. I think on that, and, and you're right. Is is I think um, the importance of of faith and religion, and I and I really I, I still I, religion. I don't love like I don't love that word um, because again, that's following rules to me. In my point, like in, in my perspective. Now, like faith, whatever it is, right is it is when you have faith, you realize, and again, I'll just speak for the Christian religion because I can speak more on that than anything else, is when you believe in Jesus, right, and you understand what he did for you and him dying for you so that you can then join him someday in heaven, okay? That is living life out of perspective of gratitude and serving others because someone gave the ultimate sacrifice for you so that you could then enjoy it, then now you are serving others with that as the example. Right. As opposed to us now in the U.S., a majority of us, we are our own gods. Everyone is, they're their own god, their own universe. Mm -hmm. And that's it, and it stops right there. So what, will you, what you see out there is now this rat race of I'm going to I'm gonna get mine over you, and there's not this, this community, there's not this brother and sisterhood of like, Hey, we can help each other. Like we can serve each other. We can be there for each other. Like a healthy, productive community is based around that. Now we're just like, I'm going to get mine because that's it. Because when this life is over, this life is over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that bleeds over to me. The 58% that said having children involvement in the community, hard work and tolerance for others is important. Yep. To me, those go hand in hand 100%. because those are principles that you learn Yep. as being a Christian or whatever religious faith that you believe in. Yeah. And so to me, that's the scary, these are the scary ones is thinking that reproduction is not that important. Mm -hmm. Thinking that being involved in my community and serving others is not that important. Working hard and the values that, are, that come from that are not that important mm -hmm. and tolerance for others. To me, that's the scariest stat of all. Yeah. Again, patriotism, you made great points about military and service oh. uh, from a political standpoint. Yeah. Totally agree with you there. But to me, the scariest stat of all is those four things right there yeah. that we're seeing less value in reproduction. We're seeing less value in serving others. Yeah. And to me, you cannot to, to your point earlier, you cannot have a nation function that way. Mm -hmm. Now, again, I get it. We're in a massive country, 300 million people, mm -hmm. and you're never going to agree on everything. Yep. Totally understand that. Yep. But if you don't even have basic fundamental core values that, that right. unite you, right. if we can't even agree that, looking out for my community is important to all of us, no matter the stance. Yep. How in the world do you survive off that? I mean, think of a company that does not have either a mission statement or co company values. Right. Like 
where are they going? Like if there's not, we're not here on the same mission, mm -hmm. doing the same thing and doing things the same way, how are we ever gonna succeed, yeah. right? Our country is just a very, very large company. Right. We are trying to thrive all together and ultimately like create a uh, a brand, a company that stands up above the rest. Like mm -hmm. you're telling me that like the overall GDP, like what that's is that maybe our number one driver? I don't I don't know as a country, like how other countries are, uh, are gauged. Money is actually the only value that has increased since the fact shocking the value of shocking. people's views on money is the only But either way, <laughs> but either way, okay, you talk about you talk about overall GDP as 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 like a basis for grading. Like all of these things that are slipping are gonna directly impact that number in the future. Because now we've got a bunch of individuals out there trying to fight over the same thing. Mm -hmm. There's no collaboration. There's no uh, partnerships. There's no, there's nothing unless it benefits you. So like, how are we ever going to manufacture our own? How are we uh, our own products? How are we ever going to you know dig into the resources that we have here that we can export to other countries if we're not working together? Like, there's so many things that like are just going to absolutely destroy our national GDP. And, but no, no I've got to be a social media influencer. I've got to build my own brand. I've got to do my own thing. I've, you know, I'm out there doing me and that's it. Yeah. And, and, you know, talk about having families. Like it's hard because we are such a live in the moment now type of people. And that's, that's how we're wired. I, I get it. I'm the same way. It's hard for me to be like, all right, I'm doing things right now that 30 years from now, like, my kids are going to benefit from. Like, I get it. I tried to do that. But when you start saying kids aren't important, so, okay, now our population is going to drop. I mean, look at look at China. I mean, them limiting the number of kids. Yeah, their population exploded, right? And there's they're, they're maintaining it that way. But, like, there's... It's had some bad effects, for sure. Super bad effects. Yeah. yeah, really bad. So, I just... I, I, I think of think of how much you grew up as a human when you became a parent. Yeah. Like so the benefits of actual maturity that come with being a parent and having children and being responsible, like the perspective shift. Mm -hmm. So if nothing else, right? We go from shitty to less shitty yeah. because we're parents. Like yeah. overall because you're finally thinking like okay, there's like there's a a another human being that relies on me. And I'm actually going to give some of myself, whether it's a little bit or a lot, I'm going to give some of myself so this little human being can survive and thrive. Yeah. Well, not all people think that way, but you yeah. know what I'm saying is, so you start thinking about that. And then, and then, you know, what was the last one? Uh, the tolerance for others. Tolerance for others. Yeah. Less important. It's funny because that's all you see is, and that's all you hear people talk about is tolerance for others. So what that means is all this nonsense that we talk about, all these things that we talk about, like accept everybody and accept this, accept that, like, and I'm for that. Everything is blasted out there, like coming from Hollywood, coming from DC. Everything is about tolerance. But well, is it working? Tolerant ever? <laughs> is it working? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yep. No, because we are self-centered and all we care about is ourselves. And that is from the points mentioned before mm -hmm. is because it is all about ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's some shitty people out there that I definitely don't think should be re reproducing, <laughs> <laughs> but the majority of people who you're exactly right. Parenting changes you. Mm -hmm. It takes all the focus away from me, me, me to mm -hmm. I've got to now help another person thrive. Yeah. And so if we, again, and that, that's just a microcosm of how we want our communities to be. Mm -hmm. And so articles like this are discouraging because yeah. it seems as though, now I say that that's the online world. I go in my community, I see a different story. I totally. still see people who are. Because we live in Texas. That's right. Well, that's true. <laughs> we just live in great communities, yeah. thankfully. Yeah. And I still see a lot of people who do care about the next generation and that's do right. care about community service and do care about loving their neighbor. Yeah. And so that. That gives me hope. Mm -hmm. Articles like this discourage me. That gives me hope. Yeah. If it's kind of like the, <laughs> it's the biggest class project you've ever been a part of. Yeah. Remember, as a kid, you have you have a group of four doing a class project. There's yeah. gonna be the kid that doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. 
There's going to be the one that takes charge and, and, and takes all the control and wants all the power, yeah. right? That's what our country is. It's a That's big right. class project. Yep. Unfortunately, when you have 300 million people, you're going to have a lot of people that don't do anything. You're going to have yeah. a lot of people that want power. You know? So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it goes back to, man, it, it, parents, it, it's up to us. These kids aren't growing up with these values, and that's totally up to us that's right. of how we raise our kids. It's you and I, yours and my generation. Now, we're, not, we're a little above 30, but it's close enough mm-hmm. that is – having these negative impacts. And so now that we have kids, it is imperative that we go back to fundamentals. We go back to basics like in football, right? When things aren't working, we're on a losing streak, back to basics, back to fundamentals, back to blocking and tackling. That's a good point. Back to X's and O's. What do we need to get back to? We need to get back to the importance of having kids. We need to get back to involvement in community. We need to get back to valuing hard work and not demonizing hard work and saying you're a racist or a bigot if you work hard. Yeah. We need to get back to tolerance of others. Yeah. And so if these values are going to be important to us going forward, it's going to be up to you and I, how we raise our kids. And we, yeah. every episode comes down to this. It really yeah. does. And I don't want to, I don't want to like make this, um, I don't want to make this a bigger deal maybe than it, than it might be. Like, I don't want to like make. Well, it, it, it's I'm such a of. small poll number of people that are polled. That's, but it, that's but, also true. But, but, but the sense, but you don't disagree with this. No, do no. you? What I see out there, right. yes, this that's reflects the, what I see. That's the scary thing. That's is, right. Is, is just, even though it's a small number of people polled, yeah. it feels right. Yeah, I mean, look. It feels accurate. If this, was, if this was a poll done in like Manhattan or like right. somewhere, uh, yeah, okay. You know what, but, but I agree. What is, what is reflected in actions that I see across the country from – a 30,000 foot view. So I'm not is, is that, but what I see in my community and like you said, we were lucky enough to live in great communities where people take care of each other. And it's like, we live in the community that like other parents within that community help raise other kids too. It's It's not an accident that our communities are thriving. Yes. It's parents staying together. Yeah. It's looking out for one another and it's the importance of having kids. That's why the communities that you and I live in are thriving. Yeah. Is because we value those things. Yeah. It's not an accident why, why those communities are thriving. Right. Now, through no fault of their own, other communities don't have those basic fundamental principles. In some cases, not the, not the, I was going to say, not yeah, their own right, 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 right. But the, the nuclear family, the, the importance around that's being blown yeah. up in some communities. Yeah. Um, you know, just even down to male and female, we can't even agree on that in some communities. Yeah. And so there's, it's, it's really no secret as to what communities thrive and which ones don't. Now, you could argue about the reasons they don't, yeah. but the fundamental facts are true, which is families staying together, parents parents parenting together, yep. and raising the next generation with these core values. That's right. If that happens more often than not, you are going to thrive. Yeah. If that does not happen, I can show you some communities where you're not going to thrive. It's That's that right. simple. Yeah. Now, it's hard to live out, right? Every single day, I'm a good example of this right now. I am tired. Yeah. Exhausted. I've yeah. got tons of stuff going on at work. Tons of stuff going on at home. I there's no there's no there's no bandwidth left in my brain yeah. to be worrying about yeah. political issues or worries. Sure. But what can I focus on? I can focus on the three boys that I get to raise. Yeah. I can focus on doing my job the best that I can and the coworkers that I intermingle with. Yeah. If I take care of that, I can't go change the world. I can't go change the country, but I can do that. That's right. And it's not simple or it's not easy, but it is simple. That's right. So do what you can where you can. Look out for those around you. If we all do that, like any group project, yeah. we're going to do well. well. Think about this, right? Is think about the example you set within your home. Your marriage is solid. Your parenting is solid. Like it does translate to thriving. That's right. So now what are other people going to see? They're like, dude, what are they, what is, what are the Gibbs doing in their house? Like whatever they have, that's what I want. Mm. Like that's the, that's what I want to emulate. Oh my gosh. She treats his wife with respect and like loves her and serves her. Dude, that's awesome. I should probably start doing that. And how is he with his boys? Dude, I see him out, out doing stuff with his boys all the time. And I could tell he's exhausted. I see him pull up from work, get home. And then he's back outside with his kids playing with his kids. Right. That's what I want because I want that. I Mm -hmm. want that. So start in your home and yes, you do impact your immediate family. You do impact your boys on what they do with their families in the future, but also the community that's watching you, mm-hmm. you are influencing them as well. So it is very important that we take care of our homes. It's not doing nothing. I know you you discredit yourself. Like you discredit yourself in that, like, Oh, I'm just tired. And like, I can't go make a big change in politics and I can't make a big change in this, but you are yeah. like, you are like 
multiple homes within your community at a time. Now, guess what? They do it. Other people are watching them. It's a chain reaction, and it can help, and it can change. We can change the trajectory if we all just really focus on getting our house in order and doing it at home. And again, parents, right now, if you are a parent, I don't want to make this – I don't want to underplay this, but I really don't want to make this sound like, hey, he's being dramatic here. But here's the deal. The future of our country is on our shoulders right now. Mm -hmm. As parents, what the next generation does, what our kids do – is going to determine if we are a country in a hundred years. I'm yeah. telling you right now. So don't take it lightly on what you do at home with your family. It is pivotal. It is paramount what you do in your home. So get your shit together and take care of your family. I love it. Love it, coach. How exciting is it? It is. It's again, it it, it is. It beats you down, yeah. right? The negativity beats you down. But it is exciting in a way that we have that much responsibility. Mm-hmm. That it's that important that we take care of what we can take care of. Yep. That is exciting. Yep. And you got me fired. I'm ready to run through this, through this brick wall after that speech of yours. Yeah. That's awesome. Sorry so, if there's any kids listening. I think that's the take-home message on this, from this article, is yeah. it is up to us. It is. And you're right. It it's, doesn't seem like a lot in the moment, but when my next-door neighbors, and, and that's, that's my neighborhood is amazing because I get, there's examples I can point to all over the street mm-hmm. of parents doing the exact same thing, yeah. moving in the right direction. Yep. And so I love that. That's awesome. Uh, next, one, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on the next one, but uh, Washington Post, is, the, is this the end of male overachievers love affair with work? <laughs> Interesting. In pretty much all societies, one of the big perks that comes with wealth is that the richer you are, the less you work. But in a bizarre twist of American ex- exceptionalism, a defining mark of U.S. corporate life is not just its obsession with overwork, but its reverence for it. The higher up the ladder you climb, the more hours you're expected to put to willingly put in, and the higher the premium, you'll be rewarded for it. But there's evidence that the pandemic may have started to disrupt corporate America's love affair with workaholism. Between 19 or between 2019 and 2022, men who were the biggest earners and hour clockers cut back on work more than any other cohort. Washington University in St. Louis economics professor Yong Seok Shin, probably didn't say that right, one of the authors of the NBER paper pointed me to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics American Time Youth Survey to get a sense of what men were doing with these hours. Results for 2022 aren't out yet, but he notes that 2021 data show that married men spent more time not just on household work, but also leisure activities. Further evidence, a recent study out of Stanford University found golfers teed off 143% more on Wednesdays in 2022 than they did in 2019. Mm. A couple more sentences here. Even if this high-powered and highly paid group of men isn't relegating all these newfound hours to taking care of the kids, the fact that they are cutting back at work at all is still a good thing for women. It helps redefine and reset expectations about what the ideal employee should look like to one who is less linked to overwork. And then lastly, uh, quote, The U.S. is totally weird, says Joan Williams, founding director of the Center for Work-Life Law at the University of California College of Law, San Francisco. That was a mouthful. Quote, part of the enactment of elite status is having an extreme schedule. So, see they, what you think about that? I, yeah, they, they, this is going to take some digging because I think there's two sides. Uh, one side is I don't think inherently it's a bad thing that men are, are not at work as much. <clears throat> right. Uh, I, I think that that's good, and that's something I've struggled with, especially making the transition from football into like corporate world is I was that workaholic. I was literally at work seven to seven. Like it was like a beatdown, and I was not present with my family. I was not there. I was not there nearly enough. And I missed out on, I would say probably three years. I missed out on a lot of things at home. Um, so I don't think it's a bad thing that meant. Now, what the prop, what I do see is the problem is, is, it's more leisure, less service. 43% increase yeah. in, on Wednesdays, golfing yes. on Wednesdays. And, and, and I get that too, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, whatever. I mean, I can pretty much do everything from my phone, from, from really. Yeah. I mean, I would say you and I, there's probably 65% of our business we could probably do from our phone. Yeah. Like yeah. through calls, emails. Right. Um, you know, there's some things we have to be in front of our computer to do, but like for the most part, and so it's like, okay, 
we can do all this remotely. So now it's more time for me, yeah. not necessarily for my family. So I, I think there are some other statistics out there over the last few years that are, that are also alarming because men have more free time and they take it for themselves, getting themselves into trouble, putting themselves in bad situations, things that are um, uh, detrimental to the family. So there's, there, there's two sides. So for, for me, and I think you have done, you've done a really good job over the last couple of years too, is, all right, look, this work from home thing, we're going to use this to our advantage as best as we can. And we're, I think we're both still learning how to, how to use it the right way. So we are home. We are helping out around the house with the, with the chores around the house. We're doing more stuff at the house. We're involved. Like, I think that's a great thing. I think that's awesome. But then what, man, what, what kind of got me is the end of that article when it was like, oh, it's a good thing for women because yeah. now here's your opportunity to go work super hard. And Well, that was the tone of the article. I left that a lot, but that was the, basically the tone of the article, which is now the pay gap will be able to close because men are working less, giving the opportunity for women to work more. So it was a very spin on sexism. So all you're all doing, kind of all you're doing is, is robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. So now you're taking the the woman out of the household right, right. and the, the man is going home. Like that doesn't, that doesn't solve the problem that yeah. we have in our homes yeah. in the absentee parents that we have. Yeah. Taking time off of work is great. And, and, and reducing your hours is amazing. Ideally though, you don't replace that with a hundred percent leisure. Yeah. <laughs> You're not yeah. at the golf course all the time now yes. because you can yeah. be. Yeah. Ideally, at least that's how I've replaced work time. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a very, I try to stay very set with my schedule. Yeah. Work first thing in the morning, but get the boys ready for school, then yeah. work all day long, but be home for dinner for sure. Yeah. And then any sort of activities that my six-year-old has, yep. be there for that. Yep. That's how I've set up my schedule. So yep. it's not coming home and just sitting on the couch with my hands down my pants watching TV. I do that some. Yeah. But that's not how I've replaced More of those both work. hands down the pants <laughs> kind of guy, but one hand. It's fine. definitely not a passive, I'm just sitting around yeah. lazy bum on the couch watching sports. That's sure. not how I've replaced my work hours. Yeah. How I've replaced my work hours, how I choose to go about it is, like you said, I get home from work, I'm exhausted, but first thing I do is before I even have time to sit down and think mm -hmm. I don't want to do this is I get in the backyard with my boys and I start playing. Yep. To me, that's a better spin. If I'm not going to be at work producing yeah. financially for them, mm -hmm. then I better be producing some social capital, some parenting right. capital for my kids. Yep. And so that to me was where the article, it seems like they're demonizing hard work and, but then, but they're demonizing hard work, but then they're also like flipping it and they're saying, well, hey, but guess what? Women, yeah, you, you can fill this gap. Yeah, right. Now you're going to be, right. you're going to climb the corporate ladder and you're going to do this. And again, look, that's a whole other conversation on, you know, the the wage gap and, you know, men and women. I think every individual has the right to do whatever. It's all specific on the family. I'm like, what, what is best for our family? Is it best for the wife to work? Is it best for the husband to work? I don't think that it has to be, hey, men work, women stay home. Like, I think that's an old school mentality and, and time and time again. I mean, I know I know dozens of couples that like, hey, look, the the wife, the, she just crushes it at work and that's great. And the husband is there and he's present and he take he 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 does things that like traditionally like the wife would do. Like it doesn't matter. It's 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 whatever is best for that family. That's right. Um I think the big thing is right is they also talk about okay hey what is success I think you've got to define that mm -hmm. I think for me and I'll just say I it, for me success early on was okay hey look I am going to work my tail off I'm going to make as much as I can so that I can then just like then I can do what I want mm -hmm. like and I'm going to I'm going to have you know wealth I'm going to have all these things and then once I get there then I'll be a present dad right. and then I'll be this and I'll right. be that. And we've talked about it multiple times. It's like, okay, well then you start making some decent money and you're like, Oh no, no, I got to work more. 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 And it's like, so to me, I've, I have over the last two years or so have been redefining what success looks like. Mm -hmm. And it's that whole story that we've told a few times about like the fisher in Mexico, the fisherman in Mexico, like, and the customer that, it was like, oh, well, if you do this, this, you can grow your business, and then you can do this, and then you can do that, and then you can do this. And and then when you finally sell your business and you make millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars, you can go out on your boat and you can fish. 
And it's like, yeah. well, hold on, I'm already here. So yeah. I, I look at it as like, okay, what is success? Success is minimizing the stress that's associated with finances. So like, hey, look, I, I work and I earn enough that we can do the things that we would like to do. And that there is, there is a sense of freedom where I'm not worried about like, hey, I've, you know, what we do, I've got to close this deal to put food on the table or to send my kid to, to volleyball camp or to do all these, you know, the things that like we want our, our, our kids to do. But at the same time, do I need to make $10 million a year to live a good life? No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like I need to make enough that I can spend some, I can spend I'm not working from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. in order to give my kids the life that I'm not involved right. in. Yeah. Yeah, and I would never condemn anybody. If, if, if that's you and you do want to be the guy that works crazy, I personally don't agree with that. Yeah. But if that's you, go for it. Just don't a have lot kids. Of, yeah, just don't have kids. And a lot of great things do come from that. Yeah. You know. Innovation. Unbel is, yeah, innovation. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable totally. businesses are built that yeah. way. Right? Yeah. So there, there needs to be a subsection of the, of the country that does – that, yeah. that is important to them. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't talk about privilege or, or life hacks. I had the best privilege and life hack ever by having two loving parents yeah. who fed into me growing up. Yep. And I know not everybody has that, but to me that luckily I had two parents that taught me the value of, yes, money is awesome. There's nothing wrong with wanting to make a lot of money. Yeah. But at what point, what trade-offs are you making yeah. to increase your income? Yeah. What are you giving up? Because yeah. everything's a trade-off, yep. right? And so I've always, thankfully, based on their, the way they raised me, I've always had that that perspective pretty well in hand, which yeah. is I'm going to sacrifice a little bit of income, yeah. still make more than I ever thought I would make, but yeah. sacrifice, you know, maybe I could make it more if I put in more hours, yeah. but I'm going to sacrifice that because being a really good dad is important to me. Yeah. Being a really good husband is really yeah. important to me. Again, yep. that's just me. That's how I grew up, Yeah. thankfully. Yeah. So that's what's important to me. Yeah. And so I'm okay with that trade-off of a little bit less income for uh -huh. wealth in other ways. Yeah. And maybe that's not important to everybody, and that's fine. That's, that's yeah. what makes you know, all of us great is that we can have our mentalities. But yeah. I think it, it ties back into that first one. I certainly don't want to demonize hard work. Yeah. You know? No, for sure. You know, I certainly don't want to make anybody feel bad because they want to work hard. I think guess, that's great. Guess what? The life we're describing requires harder work. It requires hard work. It requires purpose. It requires yes. drive. And, and, and I don't want to be the guy that has millions of dollars in the bank. Now, would that be cool? Yeah. But I don't want to have no purpose. I don't want to yeah. have no drive. I don't want to have no aim yeah. in my day. Yeah. I want it to be working for something and have that little bit of hunger that keeps me because yeah. that feels good when you accomplish things that that's you don't right. have. That's right. And so for me, again, that's that's where I have a little bit of problem with this article is, you know, demonizing that hard work. Yes, is it a good thing we step taking a step back? I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah. But I don't want to eliminate hard work altogether uh -uh. by any uh -uh. means. Yeah. I still want us to, because again, you find purpose in that. Uh -huh. You find purpose in driving yourself and pushing yourself further than you yeah. think. Yeah, I totally agree. I tell you what, though, uh, I had a I had a moment uh, this last Friday night. Um, apparently, the city you live in just hates young kids, and so they make young kids play football games starting at nine p.m. <laughs> Third graders are eight years old. You're building toughness. Cool. It's whatever, guys. That's fine. Um, but uh, I, had, I had a moment, and and in what you were just talking about, just kind of it made me think of that. Is is my son, who's growing into he's already grown he's big he's real big um he's starting to like understand his body and coordination and stuff like that and he's a little bit behind you know other kids his age um but like he had a, he had a really good game friday night and not that him having a good game made this moment happen but he came over and i just remember he had uh he, he caught a, a two-point conversion and then like a really pivotal first down he caught a pass and and converted a first down and he came over to the sideline um at halftime and he was like hey dad and like I'm, it, when you see joy on a kid's face mm -hmm. like true true joy and I was, and he's like hey I'm having a pretty good game huh and I was like yeah buddy you really are dude this is awesome like to see that joy and be a part of that because I was there mm -hmm. because I'm able to coach his practices and be there two days a week in the afternoons for practice yeah and typically, I normally would work. Normally, yeah. 5 o'clock, you're on the clock still. Yeah. When we start practice at 5, I'm still getting calls. I'm still getting emails. I'm still getting stuff. And 
recently I've been able to actually be present in those practices. I don't like, I'm not, I'm not still answering stuff. Like I'm present and there's no deal. There's no commission check. There's nothing that I have done that has, that has allowed me to feel the joy that I felt watching him be happy ever. Yeah. And had I just been totally consumed with work and answering emails from clients or landlord, whoever, and missed that, I would have missed out on that opportunity of like really like joy as, as pure as it, as it really can be. Mm-hmm. So to your point is like, what's this, what's this uh, idea of success? And if it's all work related and your only validation as having worth in this life is what you produce it from an income, you're missing the boat. Yeah. You're missing the idea of living a fulfilled life because being involved, being there to support your kids, whether I was, coaching him or I was on the sidelines there watching him like it doesn't matter but like it was just it was this it was this really cool moment I had at 9 30 on Friday night <laughs> out in the lights mm-hmm. uh and it was man I'm just saying like our, our definitive de- definition of success and the roadmap that we lay out to get to that level of success I think we really need to take a hard look at it and what that looks like because if it is only based on income, you are missing out on so much. Well, it ties in what we talked about earlier, the, the next generation, and you're living it and you're doing it. And, and hopefully I am as well of, yes, you're sacrificing a little bit of personal uh, career success to take time out and go mentor these 8 to 10, 11-year-old boys. Yeah. And so you sacrificing that, maybe taking a little bit less yeah. on the front end financially. Yeah. But think about the impact that it's having on those kids. They're going to yeah. remember this. You know, That's 11-year-old, right. you remember stuff from back when you were 11. Yeah. You're going to remember that coach that poured into you. You're going to remember yeah. that dad that was proud of you, mm-hmm. right, when you had that moment. That's a core memory for your son, I'm sure, when, sure. when things started to click for him and his dad was there for it yeah. and his mom was there for it. that He's going to remember that forever. Yeah. And I think that's so awesome. And so, again, I love hard work. I love getting after it. Yeah. I love putting in time and yeah. hours. That feels good yeah. to me. But it also feels good to have moments like that. Yeah. And again, the hard work, it 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 is probably more intense trying to live this right. life. It is harder yeah. to live this life. Well, also think about, I heard somebody say this, how many of our jobs could we actually do in five hours as opposed to stretching it out over 100%. the nine to 10 hour day? 100%. Right? So if you just be, get more efficient yeah. and you buckle down and you get it done. Yeah. Right. Think about how many hours you could save as opposed to, oh, I'm putting in the hours. I did yeah. my 80 hours this week. Yeah. But how many of those were really productive? Yeah. What were you really doing? Those well, it, hours? it mentioned it, right? The badge of honor is busyness, having yeah. a full schedule. Like right. that's, that's what is success. Oh man. So busy, man. It's crazy. It's crazy week. It's like, I'm, what are you actually doing yeah. with it? Yeah. Like, are you, are you, and again, are you waking up two hours earlier being uncomfortable, waking up, getting your workout in at 5, 6 a.m. so that you can then start your job at 7, whatever, get your stuff done, be there for your family, like, you know, make your kids breakfast, take them to school, do all those things so that you can be ready to work so that you can be done by 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, so that you are then there present for dinner and sports and your kids' activities, whatever it may be. It is harder to do that. I'm, I don't want to like overshadow. And I don't want to just say, hey, I'm, work- I'm not working as hard. No, I'm working harder so that I can be present for those things. In our lives, our circumstances, yeah. it would be easier to work yes. <laughs> until 9 o'clock at yes, night. Yes, it would. That would be an easier life, yes, believe 100%. it or not. But choosing to sacrifice again at work. Yeah. And is, again, I spent a lot of my life quitting, being lazy, not being the hardest worker that I spent most of my twenties making up for that yeah. and taking pride in how hard yeah. I worked. Yeah. Now in my thirties, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, maybe there's a, maybe there's a good balance. And I hate that word, right? Because there's no balance, but maybe there is a good give and take of the two, Yeah, right? I can still be known as a hard worker, dependable, trustworthy, mm-hmm. going to get it done. You ask him to do something, he's going to do it. Yeah. But I'm also that same, those same skill sets yeah. for my boys and for yeah. my kids and for my wife. Yeah. And so again, to me, that's just the the mentality that I think is important. Yeah. Everybody's not everybody's gonna agree with that. So some people are gonna sit here and say, "You guys are chumps. It's all about making ten million dollars a year." Because think about how many people you and I totally agree with that. There yeah. are people that need to do that yeah. because they job creators and they do all that and they're innovators. And that's why I'm not demonizing that. Yep. I'm just saying for me, yeah. when I tie these two articles together, yeah. they correlate to me. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, and look, yeah, again. 
there's not anything inherently wrong with making money. That's not what we're saying. Um, but when it's at the expense yeah. of others. You can do a lot of cool things with money. Heck yeah. For sure. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that have yeah. made money, you know, growing businesses, doing stuff like We've had a bunch of them on this show. Think about how many people are impacted by their drive yeah. to do more. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. And, and not, the, this and country not... provides you that opportunity, by yeah. the way. <laughs> oh, craziness. Yeah. Can you do that in Russia? Can no. you do that in China? No. 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 No, no. Good luck. Yeah. But hey, whatever. Good articles, man. Yeah. Those are good. Yeah. That was a good conversation. You know, I came in pretty, pretty uh, discouraged, but I think conversations like this, going out and living it. Yeah, I'm actually now leaving feeling better than good. So I appreciate your your perspective and, and good. insight and thoughts because I know it's helpful for me. Hopefully, it's helpful to people listening as well. But um, anyway, yeah, I think uh, again we say it every time. It's always going to be. It's going to come down to how we take personal ownership and, and yeah. raise our families. That's right. And we can we can reverse this. Mm-hmm. We can, but it's going to take some time and yeah. it's going to take some intention. Yeah. So. Anyway, appreciate you guys. Hope you have a great rest of your week, a great weekend, and we will see you.